Hi, I'm Albion Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. So Douglas, we have a people factor question today, okay? And the topic is on passive-aggressive partners. Most of us have experienced them at some point. That I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> personality <laughs> type in our lives in some way or another. And our audience members are trying to figure out, one, how do you recognize it? And then two, how do you really cope with it in a way that is mature and loving and, you know, has less carnage and more efficiency and efficacy for that matter? Like we, they just want to figure out how, how can you navigate it in a healthy fashion? And how would you know when you're really kind of up against it? Do you have any clues or cues some totems even for yeah. our audience, Douglas. Yeah. So how, how do you recognize that behavior? Well, I, I, here's an example of that behavior that I think will be uh, familiar to our audience. So, so your partner um, is behaving in a, in a manner that's different than they normally behave. They are unusually quiet, unusually uh, abrupt, it can be either one. They've departed from their normal behavior. And you, being a sensitive, caring partner, <laughs> say, what's, what's wrong, wrong, honey? <laughs> and you get your head handed to you. <laughs> or you get you, iced out. You get nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yep. Nothing's wrong. There's the ice. There's passive aggressive behavior, folks. Um, and so I'm going to turn to you, Alvy, and say, because I'm looking for, here for more of the sort of clinical background. Uh -huh. um, why this, why we as human beings adopt this behavior? Because if we're angry, why don't we just be angry? Or right. if we're, if we're uh, you know, so why do we adopt this facade of passivity when in fact what we're really feeling is some hostility or at least some anxiety? you know, anxiety or angst or, or, or angst over mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's an element of manipulation mm -hmm. that's inside of passive aggressive behavior, because rather than being direct, I am trying to manipulate an outcome a particular way. I have figured out, or I believe to have figured out what your triggers may be. So I want, I want you to have to come find me. It's almost an emotional hide and seek, so to speak. And so I am indicating that I am hiding and it is your job to come find me. So the passivity is really more about manipulation than it is anything else. Because if it was really about a resolve for an issue, I would just say what was wrong. I would just say, Douglas, listen, we went through such and such yesterday. And I really am bothered by the way that you handled said situation or how you responded to me. Because in that scenario, I want to fix action to something. I want to explore what took place. And I want you to know how I feel. But when I go quiet, but I recognize that you're going to ask me. And then when you do, I tell you nothing. And we both know that I'm upset. My expectation is you will continue to ask me 
because I want you to continue to dig and I want you to continue to stew over what you could have possibly done that bothered me because I am unwilling to allow for direct communication. Mm -hmm. So it's the manipulative factor in passive aggressiveness that is the more problematic element of it. And sometimes I think um, this behavior is a learned behavior, not necessarily one that is manifest in the individual from the get-go. They may be uh, manipulative without even being aware that they are being manipulative. They may be unwilling or unable to be confrontative, that is to to actually say to another person, I don't like what's mm-hmm. going on right now. So instead, they shield or hide the, the immediate reaction or the immediate sense of uh, hurt or pain and instead adopt this kind of passive uh, mode. But all the while, they are very disturbed by what's going on. That it is manipulative, notwithstanding, the origins of that may may be um, of more than one kind, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. And what I think is um, interesting about that and the nuances associated with that is that a lot of times, if I genuinely don't want you to know what's going on, I will do everything I can to not change my behavior pattern. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I'm changing my behavior pattern. And most of us know when we are. And I'm not saying that they're, like I said, we we really work hard not to speak in absolutes because there are always aberrations of some sort, right? But the change in my behavior pattern that I may be aware of is the thing that makes it more manipulative because if I really want it to make sure that we didn't have to address this and that we didn't have to confront it, I would make a very concerted effort for you not to be able to tell that there's something that you did that bothered me. It's the fact that not only am I, is, is my behavior different than when you engage, I also still shut you out from what it is, which makes it clear that my behavior is seen by you, which means that I'm not really hiding the behavior at all. I want you to know, but I'm uncomfortable with, with, I don't want to do it right now. We're not going to do it right now. And I'm going to keep you on my hook. If, if, if this were a fish, mm-hmm. I am not going to cast you back out in the ocean. I want to keep you on my hook because neither will I address the issue or will I change the behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's the manipulative point inside of it that I won't release you and I won't bring you in either. So faced with that proposition mm-hmm. in, in our scenario here, mm-hmm. You're upset. I ask you what's wrong. And you tell me nothing. nothing. <laughs> what's my next step? Well, there are lots of different opinions about what should be next. This is just life according to Al when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> Taking off the therapist hat <laughs> for a moment. Just for the sake of this conversation. Right. One of two things I think are the are the more effective ways of being able to handle it. One, um, I'm going to actually, I'll give you three options. One, you can choose to give it a little bit of time 
And then if that behavior is still, you're still seeing the same behavior, you're still seeing the chilly response, the, the thing that is different than the person's normal behavior, you can ask again a little bit later. And I don't mm-hmm. mean 15 minutes later. I mean, just give it a little bit of time because maybe he or she is working through whatever that is. And if you're still finding it's, you know, it's six hours later, we're still in this space, you could choose, do I want to do it today? Do I want to let us sleep on it and see what it looks like tomorrow? That is up to you what your threshold is because everybody has a different threshold, but you can give it a little time and then readdress it. Two, you can completely ignore it because sometimes if this is a pattern of behavior, I actually have one of my my children who, thank God, she's kind of out of it now, but she's a young adult now, but that she used to manipulate that way. She would go to this frosty space because she wanted everybody to ask her what was wrong. And she would stay in that frosty space trying to get the attention that she needed. And as long as we kept engaging, she would stay in that space. But the minute we ignored the behavior and she realized she was not included in what was going on, she would change the behavior to re-engage. And then we would talk about what was going on before. So it you have to recognize what may work with your partner or your child in the event of this kind of this kind of action. And then the third option potentially being just the let's sit down. I know that you say that there's nothing wrong, but let's just, will you sit with me for just a second? Just to bring all of us inside of the space and inside of that space, you're communicating to your partner that you have my full attention and something is clearly wrong. Although you're telling me nothing's wrong. But I see that whatever twinkle, whatever smile, whatever, whatever our normal is, is absent between us right now. And I'm, I'm willing to sit here for as long as you want me to, so that you know that I care about what is bothering you. And even if you'll give me just a little bit of what it is, I'm here to engage in, in whatever is necessary for us to, to close this gap between us. So we have a couple of different options for how you might want to navigate it. And that's not to say that those are the only ones. I'm just saying, this is, these are the three ways that I have found most effective in being able to address whatever's going on that's creating this kind of passive aggressive reaction. Well, uh, I want to add again, note to the gentleman <laughs> in our audience. Uh, as a general tendency, we as men often want to fix Yep, right now. Things. And we, yeah, exactly. We want to <laughs> fix them and we want to fix it right, right this instant. Right. And that's not always possible. Mm-hmm. So we tend to jump over the listening part directly into the well, here's what you should do, part, <laughs> as we give the unsolicited advice um, to a person who really isn't looking for us to answer. They're just l- looking to us at the moment to listen. Mm-hmm. And the answer may be something that both of you have to arrive at um, or both of you have to arrive at in time. But whatever the the uh, uh, situation may be, it's just not so simple as to say, uh, let's, um, uh, 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 you know, let me give you 
the answer to your problem. Right. Because that's really saying nothing wrong with me. I haven't done anything. This is your problem. And if you would only change the way you are. We'd be fine. We'd be fine. (laughs) You may not hear that, gentlemen, when you do that. (laughs) But that's the message you're sending. I know I would I would definitely agree that there some of the most important things in experiences like that or like this I should say are really the the sincere engagement that I really care enough about you to know what is going on and there is nothing more important to me at this moment than specifically hearing what it is and it's not about the fact that just know that it has to be you because sometimes it has nothing to do with you that the partner is struggling with sometimes it doesn't sometimes it's other things that are spilling over that you are being affected by but it may not necessarily be something you did and nor may it be something that you can fix either sometimes all it is as you said very aptly is that they just want to be able to have somebody who will listen and just sincerely listen But I I do want to say that if we pull back in this frame, that there are personalities who are, by their nature, have learned to be um, largely manipulative personalities. There are people who are not given to finding solutions. Because they don't want to. Right. (laughs) Or finding solutions in any overt um, way that involves some constructive change on the part of both parties. But instead, it's, you know, they, they want and live for that uh, uh, feeling of, uh, I almost want to call it righteous indignation, um, of, of being in the right and, and keeping you in the dark mm-hmm. about why uh, uh, they are uh, behaving the way they are, why they feel the way they feel. And, and if you find yourself in a situation like that and cannot get to uh, uh, some verbalization of the issues, either together or with the help of a third party, preferably a trained third party, uh, 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 right. third party counselor, therapist. Not the mailman. Uh, thank you. And not social media. Um, yes, please. Uh, yeah, please don't play this out uh, in social media. Um, you know, then you may have hit that, that wall in the relationship where you have to seriously look at whether or not there's a future for the two of you. We are very loath to ever recommend dissolving a relationship because if there was some energy that brought you two together in the first place, assuming it wasn't totally superficial, then there's probably energy there to keep you together if you can work through these issues. But um, there are those instances in life where you meet up with somebody who is simply... Um, uh, uh, so uh, caught up in a certain kind of behavior that they can't let go of it. And And you've got to be willing to love yourself enough to let go for them. That's exactly right. (laughs) As always, you always, you know, you end on uh, exactly the right (laughs) note. Uh, it's been so much fun to be with you. And as always. We, uh, we really appreciate your, you as listeners. We appreciate uh, our wonderful producer, Kamaria, and our recording engineer, Todd. And on behalf of all of us, uh, we'll be with you uh, uh, again next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to write to us, you can reach Alvian at alvian at lovelife.digital. Or Doug at lovelife.digital. And we'll see you next week, folks. Yes. Bye. <laughs>